0: And now, back to Today in Putnam County, hosted by Putnam County Mayor Randy Porter. Welcome back to Today in Putnam County. I'm your host, County Mayor Randy Porter. My next guest this morning is Christy Facento. She's with Thunderhawk Canine. She's here to tell us all about Therapy Dog Week, which is coming up August twenty seventh through the September the second. Good morning, Christy. How are you? Good
1: morning. Thank you so much for having me on today.
0: Absolutely. We just did a proclamation uh yeah, I'm for so this. Excited. Yeah, for Therapy Dog Week, which is such a great thing and, and you've been working hard on this to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the the trials and tribulations of getting this set up as <laughs> a week. Thank
1: you. Therapy dog appreciation week is just it. I noticed earlier this year, honestly, not even that long ago, that it doesn't exist. There's a couple therapy dog days that different organizations have put out there. But therapy dogs can be found in so many different walks of our society now. Mm. And so I just thought, hey, we should be celebrating this for a longer period of time. And if we took a whole week, then we could highlight different aspects and different jobs. So I sit as secretary on the therapy dog committee for a professional organization called the International Association of Canine Professionals. And this is sort of like our board certification program we have code of ethics things like that within our industry so I approached the therapy dog committee gave them the idea they thought it was a good idea but also I gave them very little time to work on it so they said why don't you put that together for us (laughs) (laughs) Uh, which I did and then they took it to the higher ups the organization the organization thought it was a good idea and so we decided to officially launch it
0: Wow! Um, this I brought that
1: to you guys and and you saw the benefit to the community as well and
0: absolutely first inaugural
1: first ever yeah Yeah. Yeah. Will be the first ever week um, that we are celebrating the role that they play, th- these teams play for us.
0: Let's talk about therapy dogs. Sure. Uh, a lot of folks, I, th- I think, may get confused with the animals, different types of training they have. We've got the therapy dogs. You got emotional support dogs. You got service dogs. As I was coming to the radio station this morning, I noticed a uh, a man that uh, had some form of sight difficulty mm-hmm. or disability, and he had a his service dog the service. there was was leading him down the sidewalk, and and so. Kind of give us the differences in those sure. three different ones.
1: In a, in, in a nutshell, I suppose, uh, the therapy dogs are dogs that are somebody's pet, generally. And they're a well-trained pet that is goes out into scenarios to benefit the lives of other people. And they go through a special evaluation process. And then there's governing organizations that then say, yes, this animal has the appropriate temperament, the appropriate training. And as an organization, we'll cover them you know, with a certain amount of liability insurance, things like that. But therapy dogs go out and almost belong to everybody. They'll yeah. sit in everybody's laps and stuff. An emotional support animal, they're an animal that the the person needs, but they need the presence of. It's just the fact that the animal exists with them that makes them feel better. And this is something that is prescribed generally by a medical professional. To have an emotional support animal, you need a specific letter with specific writing. Again, it just says that you benefit. So because that letter says it's for the human's need, there's actually nothing in there about the animal, the dog. It doesn't pertain to any training or anything like that. Mm. An Emotional support animals only have legal access rights in housing and transportation. And I think that's a very important thing because a lot of folks want to take their pets uh, into public and into uh, Walmart and places like that. But when asked what these animals are doing, it's that their presence is helpful. And unfortunately, the Americans with Disability Act says that's not enough.
0: Doesn't cover.
1: So that's sort of a weird gray area. And then, of course, there's the service dogs. And the definition of a service dog is an unobtrusive animal. You shouldn't really know that it's there unless it is doing its task. And it's been trained to provide specific tasks or jobs to the person with a diagnosed disability to help them mitigate that disability. So those tasks could be leader dog, like you said. Uh, Diabetic alert is... uh, very common use, hearing impaired, there's psychiatric applications as well, but those dogs have to be trained to do work. And that's a very big designation. From there, there aren't any registrations or certifications for service dogs that are acknowledged by the Americans with Disability Act. So again, that whole instinct to wanna go online and and do a search and and put in your information and pay your $40 and get your vest and your card, that does not make a service dog Uh. official. And in fact, often it's a big red flag that people don't know the laws if they're trying to brandish this information. So it's just a weird place we're in in our society right now, trying to define where all the roles are. But well, therapy dogs are what we're really focusing on with this week because they have such a big impact in so many different scenarios.
0: Well our society has changed over the years. I remember growing up on the farm and we had dogs on the farm and they were cattle dogs. They helped us bring in the cattle or the horses or whatever it might be and but we didn't take them to town with us <laughs> I, mean, I mean
1: yeah they stayed in the back they of the, stayed in truck, the, back right? of the yeah. truck you know <laughs>
0: they rode in a truck but uh, society has changed and and all the time you see uh, people with their pets and their vehicles and they're taking them into the stores and everything and and it's but they, they need to be trained to, to be able to do that i mean i'm sure you saw instances and i have too where it was not a good idea for the animal to be where they where they Absolutely. were they uh, need
1: to be trained and also i think that people need to be very knowledgeable about the law and very respectful of the yeah. law when we take. it an untrained dog into a situation and and put them out there as a service dog, they are putting everybody else with a legitimate service dog at risk. At risk. They're, yeah. they're changing the perception. A one dog doing the wrong thing to a legitimate service dog can ruin that entire dog's career. And sometimes these service dogs go for twenty five, thirty thousand dollars. Oh wow. It's incredible, but because they are so life fulfilling. They are. Um but then, you know, if somebody's little pet goes running up, grabs onto their face, and puts them into avoidance, that's a whole lot of money washed down the drain. It is. So, it's unfortunate. It is. But well, therapy dogs are what we're concentrating on anyway right now.
0: Well, it is, and, and they're great. And, and you and I were talking uh, before the show, I think mm-hmm. Kugel Regional Medical Center was one of the first around here to really kind of grasp on to the therapy it, dogs. To my
1: knowledge, I moved here in 2008, and therapy dogs have just been a passion of mine since I got into this uh part of the industry and I ended up meeting up with Mary Dell Summers and I just call her the mom of therapy dogs. The mom of therapy dogs. She's amazing and she was a volunteer at Cookville Regional with her dog Button and she oversaw the volunteers and was really trying to grow that program. At the time the dogs were only in uh, the cancer center and they visited with people that were there for hours and hours receiving chemo treatments. Through her perseverance and the other volunteers that started dedicating their time they saw the hospital saw the benefits of the dogs in that scenario and they just started opening things. Things up and just pre-covid it was it, the dogs were invited almost everywhere to right. on every floor and anybody that needed a visit of course covid shut everything down and it a did. lot of people ended up volunteering in different areas so we're in the process of rebuilding that program now
0: well it's a great program and i it's i know amazing. a lot of folks that has helped those cancer patients especially that are there for chemo treatments and they're sitting there for hours at a time and having yeah. that therapy dog makes a makes a big, a big difference it, it it really does uh and even mm-hmm. with us in, in county government, uh, we found out years ago that uh, with children that we going to have to testify in court mm-hmm. cases. And those special advocates we found work well with having that dog present with them. They mm-hmm. feel safe. Uh, and you you start putting a child on the witness stand to testify what someone has done bad to them. Yeah. Having that dog made a world of difference. and uh, That was
1: one of my big... Uh things that really drew me into that side of it. Um, Our therapy dog evaluator we used to bring in from Knoxville, her name was Benita Rogers, and she had a Doberman that she had trained, and she is also a, she's not a defense attorney, but she works a lot with child crimes. Yeah. And so she would take this Doberman in when she was interviewing her clients and things like that, and the children would be drawn to it. The dog had such a perfect personality. And then when she went into court, the kids would walk in, you know, holding the leash of this Doberman. And and so they felt like they were going in to see their abuser, but they were prepared. they had yes. this this bodyguard and it just changed their lives. So, so many amazing stories like that.
0: Yeah, our animals are doing some amazing things mm-hmm. now. You're with Thunderhawk Canine. Yes, sir. I, I am. mean, you do this every day, right? <laughs> I mean,
1: it's what we love. Um, yes, my husband uh, purchased Thunderhawk Canine in 2006, Matthew Facinto. I moved down here in 2008. Uh, my background was in kind of clinical behavior consultation and training up in Michigan. And we got the business rolling, you know, a little bit gradually. But now this is a Primary focus of a lot of the training. It's mostly pet dog training. Our website is thunderhotk and we offer group classes, private sessions, and then a, an inboard program where the dogs stay with us and we do the majority of the work, and then we just teach you how to use it.
0: So, that's, a, well, that's it's and that's great, and that's a yes. lot of folks uh, look for that. They won't train their animals, mm-hmm. and and they don't have the time to do it.
1: Yeah, nobody's home anymore. No. You know, you get home from work, and then you're rushing the kids to soccer and and things like that, and it's. You know, it's consistency, really. I, I think knowing how to talk to the dogs and getting them to understand what we want, there are better ways than others of doing that. So I think that does make us perhaps different or valuable as trainers. But it's also just that ability to provide a consistent
0: environment. It's yeah. not always easy in life. It's <laughs> not. And and with the fast-paced lifestyles that we live in anymore, folks have their animals, but they don't have time to train them. And you offer that service That's to, to do that. Do. We had a black lab. Hershey loved him to death. Uh, we were fortunate to have him for about 16 or 17 oh, wow. years. but. He, as labs do as their puppies chewed everything <laughs> yes. even chewing the electric wiring that was in our landscape oh, and you know no. uh, it just everything but <laughs> one of the trainers uh, turned us on to is it bitter apple spray mm-hmm.
1: yeah bitter apple There's it, a variety. yeah of it was of just
0: candy. a spray that you'd spray on and then he didn't like the taste of it so it uh, it stopped that that
1: makes him a pretty unique lab so many of them <laughs> are so like they're like oh you flavored it for me thank you you know
0: <laughs> so but I'm it worked, that worked it worked on him it was <laughs> it was a good it was, it was training. Hey, we're talking with Christy Facento. She's with Thunderhawk Canine and we just did a proclamation. It's the first year this year that we did in Putnam County and actually international for a therapy dog week. And that is August 27th through September 2nd that we're going to celebrate them. If folks are looking for a therapy dog or an emotional support animal, how do they go about that? Christy, I mean, is there ways to, for for them to find out about that? Yeah, or that's a one? really good
1: question actually is, uh, you know, Talking to a trainer when you're before you go to get a dog and bring it into your life, I think is always beneficial because all the breeds that exist right now were created for a reason. And a lot of those reasons have nothing to do with just hanging out and being a companion. Um, herders want to herd. Yeah. You know, retrievers want to retrieve. And so that doesn't mean they won't make good therapy dogs, but there's going to be individuals within the breed that might make a good therapy dog and individuals within the breed that don't want to hold still long enough to yeah. do anything like that. So consulting with a the trainer, they can help you go through the rescue organizations. They can help you meet with a reputable breeder and they can help you pick out a dog with the appropriate temperament. And that's most of it. Training absolutely is, is important, but we can only train a dog within its genetic potential. So right. what it brings to the table matters a lot too
0: are there other groups out there that uh that provide these uh these support animals and service dogs these are generally
1: pets that uh people train and then put them into those different roles. service dogs they're so much more specific that there are a lot of service dog companies service dog organizations and funding opportunities for service dogs because of how much they can cost but the emotional support animals and the therapy dogs generally are just somebody's pet
0: Wow. Well, I appreciate what you're doing and Thank what you, so you have done. We were excited, Mayor Wheaton and I, to sign the proclamation for the first year that we're having Therapy Dog Week. And uh, those animals provide a lot of great support for a lot of individuals. I had a friend that had one. She was a diabetic and, and used it in the, and actually saved Service. her life. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's fall into a Yes, it's amazing.
1: I do want to mention, too, in addition to the pet thing, if I have a moment, yeah. there's also the this aspect called facility therapy dogs now, okay. where um, businesses are either the owners of the business have a personal dog that they are training for therapy work or the facility itself, like a, let's say a nursing home. Some nursing homes are actually getting a dog that lives at the nursing home. And so these are dogs that now are welcome in those facilities to help the people that come into the facility deal with whatever happens to be there. So we've been fortunate to work with Canine Cavities. They have a dog, Mello, who's going to be there for the children. Um, When the kids come in to have dental work done, it can be pretty scary. We just did trustee with Landon Law. And sometimes just estate planning Can be pretty emotional right. And so trustee is going to be there To help people through that process And previously we had done Sheldon Who is with the DeKalb County Funeral Chapel And so he's there for people That are going through the grieving process And the stories that Sheldon has Like well I guess Sheldon's handlers Or owners have yeah. um, They're amazing Like he's made it so that a child Could sit through his dad's own funeral Because the dog was
0: present I went to one of the, well, Hooper Huddleston Horner Funeral Home oh, The other day a- And they have one First time I had saw and, and they've I didn't got one. They have a- they I'm just now them. got one, and uh, that that is neat. It shows you how mm-hmm. what all our animals can do for us. Yeah, even.
1: and that's why we wanted to make this into a week. Every day of the week, we're going to be highlighting a different aspect. Yeah. The local version of it, we're going to be highlighting local heroes in our community, dogs that are doing visits here or found in local businesses here. On the international scene, we were able to get some of our local heroes on the international scene since I got to write the whole proposal. Um, but we'll also be looking at, like, crisis response teams, things like that.
0: So. That is great. People want more information. You've got a website, Thunderhawk K9. Are they can they contact you? Absolutely.
1: If they, there's email, there's uh all kinds of ways to get through get a hold of us through there. So no problem at all.
0: Well, Christy, thank you for being here today. Thank, thank you, you for, for what you did me. with getting this started, and we look forward to celebrating this every year. Thank you so much. Thank I'm excited. You. Absolutely, we are too. Hey, let me tell you about a